Well, welcome to this good day, you good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to Good Friday, you good thing. Bless the Lord. <laughs> hey, let His joy fill your heart this morning. Because you know, because of the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. And you know what was the joy? <laughs> it was getting His kids back. It was you and it was me. We were the joy that was set before Him. And man, He just went for it because He loved us so much. Amen. Nothing stood in His way. He gave it all. That's something to celebrate. I said, there's something to celebrate. There's something to shout about this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Holy Spirit put on my heart, this is not going to be any ordinary Good Friday. Never has been an ordinary Good Friday. But if it has been for anyone, God's about to take the ordinary out of it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. He's about to strip back, strip back the stuff. Amen. And reveal the Christ and what He did for you and what He did for me on the cross. Today we celebrate the one who died on the cross, our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know there's no better way to spend today? There is no better way to spend today than to celebrate the one. And some would say I celebrate Him every day of my life. This be true. But isn't it wonderful to have a special day set apart? Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Let's take advantage of it. And we have by coming in here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's sent by the Father. We know that, don't we? We read John 3.16. We know it well. But right from the beginning, God had the plan of redemption for mankind prepared. And it's a powerful plan. And it was a perfect plan. Hallelujah. I haven't said hello to any guests. Hello, everybody. Hello, guests this morning. Sorry, got straight into it. Never mind. But we love to have you with you. We're so grateful to have you with us this morning. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world. Let us never, ever become familiar with that. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish. That's good news. Would not perish. We will not perish. Amen. Because our destiny is eternal life. Hallelujah. And you know something? We already have eternal life. We were given that when we received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Saviour. We received eternal life. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about right now. You missed an opportunity. Why don't you give God a shout for that one? Hey! <laughs> That's got to deal with the fear of death right there. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, before we partake in communion together this morning, I've got some things on my heart I wanted to share with you. Thank you, Father. You know, I was thinking, is it possible that we really do not understand the power of Good Friday, of this gathering? The power that's available to us through the revelation knowledge of the cross. That's what I come to hear. 
That's what I come to know. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I believe we can sum it up with one Bible principle that's solid and sure. The blood covenant. The blood covenant. Yeah. There's several covenants in the Bible, but the most powerful covenant in the Bible is what is known as the blood covenant. Do you know the last thing I believe the enemy wants us to actually get a hold of is the power, the tremendous power that is in the blood of Jesus. Amen? The power of the cross. Tremendous power available for the believer as we comprehend the power of the blood of Jesus. And I just want to unwrap a few things about that. And you know something, when you get a revelation of the blood, the blood makes way for the glory. Amen? You see, we wait for the glory to come. We're hungry for the glory. Amen? But it's the revelation of the blood that makes way for the glory. Oh, glory to God. Amen? The blood makes way for the glory of God. The blood of Jesus. When we get a hold of the revelation that we are washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus and there's nothing separating us from the glory. Hallelujah. We are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. And Christ who now lives within us because we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus is the hope of glory on the inside of every believer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. When we accept that He is not disappointed in us, there's a revelation right there. Why don't you turn to someone and say, He is not disappointed in you. You know, we have a loving Father who takes pleasure in us. He takes pleasure in us. When we, when we get a hold of that, we actually begin to live from a place of freedom and not condemnation. You know, God doesn't want this to be words today. He wants this word to wash away guilt, shame, condemnation. Any thoughts and lies that you've been believing that God is disappointed in you. That your father sees you as a disappointment is a lie that he wants to wash away with his word today. Amen. Oh, come on. You can experience that, you know, because guilt and shame and condemnation, which was dealt with on the cross, is the very thing that will keep us from pressing into Him. Amen. Glory to God. He doesn't want us to do that. He says, come draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. You see, the word covenant means to cut, to shed blood. The Old and the New Testaments are really the Old and the New Covenants. And they were provided by the blood. The Old Covenant, the blood of animals. The New Covenant provided by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, the devil knows that if he can remove the pleading of the blood of Jesus from our prayers, the singing of about the blood of Jesus from our songs and the preaching of the blood from our messages, we have no power to overcome. Amen. The revelation says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. 
And this is a testimony. God has given us eternal life and that life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. We overcome by that testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And if He can rob the church of pleading the blood, amen, singing about the blood, speaking about the blood, He's, he's, he's robbed us of our power to overcome. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. There's deliverance in the blood of Jesus. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. There's freedom in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We should never, ever tamper with the blood of Jesus Christ. We should never uncover what God has covered. When Uzzah reached out to touch the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, they had, where they had already sprinkled the Ark with the blood of an animal, they'd sprinkled it on the mercy seat. And he accidentally lifted the lid and uncovered what God had covered. And he died because of it. He uncovered what God had covered. He touched what God had called holy. Amen. Devil needs to watch it when he touches you, when you have a revelation of the blood of Jesus. Amen. We see where 70 men were slaughtered because they looked at the Ark of the Covenant, the carrier of the presence. You carry the presence of Jesus. You carry the presence of the Holy Spirit. When the enemy looks at you, he needs to look away. He needs to watch what he's touching. You know, when you get a revelation of the blood of Jesus, oh, hallelujah. Whoa, you are a force that he could not withstand. You see, you can know about it or you can walk in it. You can know about the authority of the blood of Jesus or you can actually walk in it. Amen. 70 Hebrew soldiers died because they dare touch. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when I read and meditated on this again, I'm thinking, wow, you know, like demons flee. Amen. They don't even look at you. They're not game to look. You know why? Because if they do, dying, they shall surely die. They'll get there quicker. Oh, hallelujah. Is this being taped? hope so. Glory to God. Amen. You see, when we get a revelation, you're going to understand that you are washed in the blood of Jesus. The enemy can't come near you. As a matter of fact, he is in fear of you. He's not even going to look at you. Amen. Because in looking at you, dying, he shall surely die. Oh, come on. He can't look at your kids. He wouldn't touch your kids. Why? Because he sees the blood. He doesn't see your mistakes. He doesn't see your sins. He doesn't see your shortcomings. He sees the blood. Oh, come on. Someone get excited about that. He sees the blood of Jesus. God, time, it's time you saw yourself washed in the blood of Jesus. Because it's faith in, it's faith in the blood of Jesus that causes us to live an overcoming life. Not just knowing about it. Receive the revelation of it. That the Holy Spirit is imparting even right now as I'm speaking. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. We become a power that no foe can withstand. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Because they tried to uncover what God had put under the blood. You know, I can't help but think about what happens when the enemy touches a child of God that has been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9, 11. You can go there, have a look in your own time. We haven't got time to go there today, but just how great this blood covenant, how powerful this blood covenant is. Where would we be if God had not covered our past and our sin? There's no, as a matter of fact, he's removed it from as far from the east as the west. It's gone. He's dealt with it. And that's why you know what? The enemy wants to uncover your sin. He wants to show you your past. But God says, I don't want you to uncover it. I don't, it's gone. As far as your sins are concerned, I remember them no more. Amen. But not only does he not want to unco- us to uncover or, or, or remember our own sin, but he doesn't want us to uncover the sins of others. Ooh. Amen. Because they've been dealt with as well. And if you're being reminded of them, it's not God that's bringing them to remembrance. Amen. Hallelujah. Our sins and the sins of others are past. Love covers a multitude of sin. His love has covered a multitude of sin. On pondering about the blood covenant, I remember as a child. Anyone, is there, oh, you might know, it might be too long ago for you to even remember the, <laughs> the Westerns my dad had watched. But I remembered, I was thinking about this Western that I watched once, and I think it was called Apache. I'm not sure. Anyway, but I remembered where the, the, the Indians and the, and the, uh, and, and the cowboys were, were fighting against one another all the time. But there was a time where I watched a session or watched a, one program where they wanted to team up. They needed to team up. And so what happened is the Indian chief extended his arm and he cut his arm. And he said to the cowboy, you cut. You cut. And the cowboy cut his arm too and they mingled their blood together. And they become blood brothers. Anyone ever watched One of those programs? No, I'm probably maybe the oldest person in the room. No, not quite. Yeah. (laughs) And they actually fought together, become comrades because they become blood brothers. Yeah. Anyone remember that? Oh, good. That was exciting. I love that. I used to really love the Indians. Yeah. Anyone else? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's also a story about a man, most of you have probably heard of him, David Livingston. He's a famous missionary in Christian history who went into Africa as he was called to reach people. He was called to reach the lost. Now, God anointed him powerfully and many miracles come from his ministry in that nation. In order to go into the regions that were dangerous, he needed protection. So he needed to be a friend of the chief the main chief who was, uh, he had authority over all the different regions. So he went with his interpreter to make friends with him. And what happened was the, the actual, the chief um, cut his hand. He cut his arm as well. And he told 
Livingston to do the same. And they joined arms and mingled their blood and they entered into a covenant together. So that was the first part of the covenant that they made together was that of one of mingling their blood. There's power in the blood. Amen. People knew and understood what covenant meant. And then what happens is after the blood, there's always a gift that's given. And so what happened was the chief um, just just, uh, picked up, um, he looked at what uh, Livingston had, what he was carrying with him, what were his, uh, his possessions, and he took a goat, because Livingston had a goat, and Livingston loved that goat. He was sort of hoping that he'd take the tent or he'd take his gun, but he took the goat. The goat was his most prized possession. So he took the goat, he surrendered the goat to the chief. And then what happened is the chief gave Livingston his staff with his emblem on it. with his emblem of authority on it. So tracking along a little bit, when, 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 when Livingston went into those unreached places, which were very treacherous, when he come across unfriendly natives, he would hold up the staff that carried the emblem. And in holding up the staff that carried the emblem of authority, not only did they see the staff, but they saw the cut that was on his wrist. And even in those places, they understood holding the staff and the emblem of the chief and the cut that was on his wrist, that that represented covenant. Amen. God wants us to understand covenant. You know, and even like when, when, when Livingston died, it's just a marvellous story. I mean, you know, like incredible, incredible miracles were done. But, but, but when he died, the English uh, sent a force over to get his body because they wanted to bury him in West, Westminster Abbey, which is where his body is now. And when they went to, 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 to get his body, um, the, the, the people um, said that they could have his body but they couldn't have his heart they'd cut his heart out and what they'd done is they'd buried it in the soil of Africa because they said you can have his body but you can't have his heart because his heart belongs to Africa he carried this nation in his heart oh glory to God glory to God thank you father thank you father you know like I reflect on that and I think wow the passion the passion to fulfill the call of God Thank you, Jesus. I've gone ahead of myself here. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Actually, there was one section there I wanted to tell you where they had uh, they reported that when he did come across um, those people where that those natives, those people where and, and he lifted up the the staff and they saw the scar, they fell to the ground knowing that if they were to come against him, they were to come against the chief. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when we get a revelation of the blood of Jesus, nothing will stop us, church. Amen. Because when we hold up the power of the blood, the enemy will fall to his knees, knowing that if he touches you, 
he touches him. That's worth a much better response than what just happened then. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Amen. When he touches you, he touches him. Touch not my anointed. Amen. Don't do my prophets any harm. Amen. Hallelujah. In Genesis, then we see that God appears to Abram and, and he tells him, he commissions him to, to uh, yep, okay, we're doing okay. Hey, this is a miracle. We're going to finish this in an hour. <laughs> and God can do so much in just one second. <laughs> Hour of power. There's a good word right there. Oh, this is my new pulpit. You like it? Pretty keen. I've just worked out what I can't do with it. Uh, anyway, God appeared to Abram and he said to him, I want you to split five animals, right? Right down the middle. To be sure there was some blood happening right there and then. Right down the middle, because I want to make a blood covenant with you. And he passed right through those split animals as a torch of fire and made covenant with him. Right? Amen. And then came an exchange of gifts, sometimes late, sometime later. God gave him a son in his old age. And then he said to him, after some time, he said, I want you to take your son up to Mount Moriah and I want you to sacrifice him unto me. Because you know something? Abraham knew, his name had changed to Abraham by then. Abraham knew the nature of his God. Amen. He knew that, that God would provide a sacrifice. Yeah. And, 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 and God knew that he would obey him because they were in covenant together. What was God's was his and what was his was God's. They knew what covenant. Hey, listen, what's God's yours? But here's something even better. What's yours is his too. Amen. You're concerned about your kids. You see, there's different anointings. There's different things being released here this morning. There's people here that are concerned about their children. What's yours is his. And what's His is yours. Bless the Lord. They're His. He gave them to you and they belong to Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Amen. They belong to Him. Bless the Lord. So what happened was God prepared a ram. He just, he just was testing the heart of, of Abraham. Would He give him His most precious gift? The gift that He longed for, His one and only Son. Would He give him his son. Though he knew Abraham's heart, there was still that test. Will you give the care and the worries and the fears of your children to God today? There's a question for some. There's a transaction that could place, take place even right now. So what happened was because Abraham was willing to give his son, guess what? God was committed to give his. Amen. His most precious son. His one and only son. Why? Because they were in covenant together. There's power in the blood covenant, guys. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And God said, with blessing, I will bless you. Promises that remain sure for us today. With blessing, I will bless you. I have blessed you with children and children's children. I will bless you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I will bless them. 
I'll not only bless you with them, but I will bless them. That's the covenant that He has made with us. Part of it. Hallelujah. Hey. Today on Good Friday, we remember when Jesus entered into the upper room with His disciples for the Last Supper. I don't know what the table looked like. There's a pretty good table here. <laughs> Looks pretty good. Bless the Lord. Looks very nice. And we see that in Luke 22, verse 20. He said, this is the New Testament or covenant ratified by my blood. And how much greater is the blood of Jesus than the blood of animals? How much better and greater is our new covenant? But when we look into the Old Testament, we see, oh, hallelujah. We see how God was, has always been faithful to His promise. Amen. We see the scarlet thread from the old right through to the new. Hallelujah. He was saying we are entering into a new covenant. The old covenant was about keeping the law, about keeping rituals, about legalism. And if you messed up, you could take the blood of an animal. But the blood of an animal would never take away your failure. It would only roll it over. It would just roll it over. But Jesus said this time on this day, on the way to the cross, and they fully understood what covenant meant. They fully understood what covenant meant. Hallelujah. He said, this cup is my blood. This is my body. And I am entering into covenant with you. You know, if God has revealed His covenant with you in a greater way today, you can enter into covenant with Him. Yeah. You can enter into covenant with Him afresh and anew today. And you can walk out in a revelation of the power of the blood of Jesus and rise up in that place. Amen. And begin to be that power that no foe can withstand. Amen. Seventy Hebrew soldiers dropped it because they dare touch the ark. They dare touch the ark. They dare touch the presence of God. I cannot help but imagine what happens when a demon tries to touch you or your children or your household or your finances or your body, your health. Amen. When you have a revelation of the blood of Jesus, I can't help but hear him squealing and running away, mate. Taken off. power of the covenant. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Getting a bit loud here. Whoa. Hey, come on. Let's give Him a shout of praise. You're free. You're free. You're free. Hallelujah. 
when we come to the table today clothed in our righteousness with boldness and authority the enemy knows it time we did time we did his blessings that we have been given through the cross about the blood okay the blood there's always the, the there's the blood shed and then there's gifts exchanged the shedding of the blood of Jesus and gifts exchange God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness he gave you it all amen Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places has been given to you and the blood made way for the gift to come. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hey. The cut. I'm going to go there just quickly. When I was preparing and just even praying into this this morning, I saw that many had made covenant with... with, with um, I don't know whether people have got relatives here or whatever or, or I just want you to get a hold of this because I really believe you wanted me to say this today that there's people, yeah I'm coming down there's people that, are, that have actually covenanted with the enemy by believing lies where self-hatred has entered in and they've actually started self-harming and those cuts Within those cuts that they've cut themselves, I think many of you have heard about this happening. They've actually covenanted with the lies that they've heard that have caused them to hate themselves and to covenant with them. So I'm just going to, in the name of Jesus, because He revealed that to me, right? Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to speak to those and I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. And Father, I thank You that You dissolve that you take away every, that you, that you nullify every agreement with lies that have caused children even in this house or children of children in this house, oh, glory to God, to cut or to harm themselves in any way. Father, we repent in the name of Jesus on their behalf and we cut partnership with them. We cut partnership with that lie right now in the name of Jesus and we wash and sanctify them with the na- uh, in the name of Jesus and with the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And we thank You, Father, that we have covenant with You and so therefore our children are in covenant relationship with You in Jesus' Name. Anyone just celebrate that and get an agreement with that? In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. We cut partnership with every lie that our children and our children's children have covenanted with. Hallelujah. 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 Sorry, Dave. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what? The blood of Jesus gives you safe passage wherever you go. You don't earn it. You've got it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The devil sees you in a high position. That the blood has raised you up. He sees you with everything you need to fulfill God's purpose on your life. The only thing he's got is deception. But you hold the blood up. Not what you do. Not what you haven't done. Not what you should have done. Not what you could have done. You hold the blood of Jesus. You plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. That blood that was shed upon the cross. The blood of the new covenant. You sing about it. Amen. 
You partake of communion. Do it whenever you want to, as many times as you want to. Amen. Do it with your family. But let's do it with the family of God today. How about we just stand up and...